This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. For like, for like songs that come out now, or like for the duration of your life, because I can think of some classics that a few years from now people are gonna be like, man, why? Don't... I kind of feel that way about the nineties. <laughs> now, like, yeah, no, the nineties, okay. yeah, the nineties are included in the classic era. Okay, but kids growing up now probably feel like the songs they hear are classics. Like when they get older to them, but I don't know. Because a lot of the classics that I like that are from the 90s or stuff that my parents listen to. Yeah. I like the 70s, classics. the 80s, and the 90s. Me too. I'm okay with everything. I like swing music, too. You like who music? Swing. Oh, swing. Mm-hmm. I thought you said screen music. I'm like, I don't want to hear <laughs> no screen music. You learned okay? something new about me today. That sounds a little bit... Cryptic. A little bit... S and ish She's being judgy. I did not say you couldn't listen to it. I just said it just sounds a little bit Fifty Shades of Grey-ish. Yeah, sure. Scream music. What it, who's exactly doing the screaming? See, I'm thinking more of the weekend. I guess maybe because I watched <laughs> the movie, whatever. That's Fifty Shades of Grey music. You mean like sexy music? Yeah. I don't know. They was doing some strange stuff. So I wouldn't put anything past Christian. What's that child's name? I don't know. Me either. Ooh, I can't remember. Anyway, you ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we chomping on chips and drinking They're not going to listen to us no more. Why? Because we are being rude. We're being genuine. We're here. I'm here. Eat Doritos. Smacking your lips. Smacking my lips. Phone, phone vibrating. And they ring, they would have never known. Yes, they would. They know what a phone vibration sounds mm-hmm. like. Okay. You had to point that out. Nobody would have ever noticed. I'm a snitch today. Ooh, uh, I hate it, gonna hate. What's up, you guys? And Slater gonna slate. I don't know what that means. How don't you know what that's gonna mean? How do you, I mean, how, how do you not know what that means? Because I know what it means to slate, and I don't know if you mean like to slate or if you mean like AC Slater as in AC Slater. Oh. 
Goodness. I followed. I just had two definitions. Haters gonna hate and Slater gonna slay. I never, I mean, you never I heard, heard that? you say that, but. Nobody else? No. It Did you a, make it up? It was a meme, no. But it was funny. Oh. Why? Because it had a picture of A.C. Slater. <laughs> and it was right around the time when that song came out. The Taylor Swift song. Oh, hey, they're gonna hey, hate, hey, hey. Uh-uh. and it had no Taylor. It had like him with no sound, like you know how I used to dance. Yeah, and it was like haters hey, gonna hate, and then it said Did it match. Yeah, and it oh, said okay. and Slater's gonna slate, and it was just hilarious. I'm like, oh my god, AC Slater. Context. Now I get why it's funny. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't laugh. It's probably not funny to other people, but it's not. funny to me because you like the show. I loved Saved by the Bell. I did. Now when I look back at, you know what? Never mind. Anyway, I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. We black like we never left. This is the Culture Shock Podcast. How are you doing, B? I'm good. Okay. You're Horse looking good. usual. Thank you, you. It don't matter. It's sexy. I hate that. It's what? not sexy. Yes. Yes, it is. Raspy voices are cute. I have to go through a whole routine in the morning to be able to talk on the phone. Like, or they could just, well, okay, for work. I was about to say, or people could just take you as you are. They could, but people be, girl, people be trying to act like they don't like me being raspy and sassy, but I know they be liking it or whatever. That, or whatever. And if they don't, they can kick rocks, okay? Because mm-hmm. I cannot help it. Like, I'm sitting here drinking my tea. I had some cough drops, some lozenges. So you tried. For my throat. Mm-hmm. With a K. With a K. Mm-hmm. Still the same. Still Anita Baker. <laughs> but we love Anita Baker. Still Tony Braxton. We love Tony Braxton. I mean, there's is. a recurring theme here. It is. I mean, Beyonce got a deep voice too. Okay, and we love her. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we gonna talk about it. Anyway, we're back for episode 24. We got a lot going on this week. Per usual, today, if you guys are hearing it, the day that the episode drops is Juneteenth. Yay! So happy Juneteenth. Um, you know what's crazy, and I'll move on. But I won't say this person's name, but I heard somebody on the radio, on a radio station that I love to listen to when I was on my way to work this week. And they were just talking about all the things that you could do this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And they said, you could throw a Juneteenth party. And then he said, he's black. And he said, that would be weird, but you could still do it. And I was thinking, he probably didn't think that through before he said it. But why is that weird that you would throw a Juneteenth party when it's not weird to have a 4th of July party when when the 4th of July came, our people were still enslaved, but Juneteenth is, or June 19th is the day that, you know, the general came down and said, nah, for real, y'all gotta let these people go. Like, the Emancipation Proclamation has been signed. I actually went to a Juneteenth party. And was lit, right? Yes. Had a good time. Ate we need good, more of drank that. good, got, uh, got bit up by mosquitoes and was sweating, but it was a good same. time. The only reason I bring it up is because he's not the only person I've heard. I've heard people in my everyday life comment on Juneteenth like, yeah, okay, girl. Like, why Why are we so, like, it's not a holiday. It's a holiday. Yes, it is. It's not one that they want you to celebrate. But, you know, we can get there. Yes, we can. And I just think with... Especially now with the way social media is and how you can, like, see what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. More people will want to to have those celebrations and explain to their, their children what it is. Because nobody told me about Juneteenth. 
Exactly. Nobody told me about Kwanzaa. You learned about it. You had to I learn on your own. Um, so I think that's something that every year I'll participate in because, I mean, hey, we, we fubu out here. It's mm-hmm. caused by us in as, all aspects. As time progresses, I hope that the consensus is that we need to celebrate more black things harder, heavier. Yeah. Less of that, less of them and more of us. And I don't mean it in a negative way, just you really got to learn to appreciate yourself because the world does not. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to get them to a point where they don't have to appreciate us, they got to respect us. Right. But we have to respect and participate in and cultivate like our own traditions. Kind of like the Durag Fest. Girl, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I wit. Listen, Durag Fest has got. <laughs> Since we're talking about creating our own traditions. Okay, that's true. And all of this kind of stuff because what's going to happen is people are going to like laugh and joke and say we ghetto and all of this. And they already have. Next year, it's going to be so many people that you're not even going to be able to fit them in a space. Yep. Because everybody's going to want to be a part of it. Yep. So this past weekend, Durag Fest went down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Woo-hoo. And it was amazing. The photographs were lit. It was, even whenever I told other people about it, that don't live in the area, they're like, so everybody's walking around wearing do-rags. I'm like, it's more of an artistic thing. Lots of DJs, lots of art, you know, free thinkers, just black people blacking, having a good old black ass time. You know black what I mean? Blacking. And um, today, which would be Monday, everybody's talking about do-rag fest in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And when I say everybody, I mean... I've seen it on Boss Up, The Shave Room, ESPN. Yeah, Jalen Rose talked about it on on ESPN. They talked about it on The Breakfast Club. I saw one thing that was funny. Somebody had posted something about it and was like, why is there so many cakes out? Because <laughs> the new rags were like yeah. custom made and long. Yeah, you know, a lot of some people don't like their capes out. Like they tie them or they like tuck them up. It's like too many capes out. But I mean, it was a joke. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I think that it just showed togetherness and something that people who are not black may think is ghetto or this and that. And we're taking it like, no, this is ours. So you think it's ghetto, it's ours. Don't do it. Don't come mm-hmm. in. Because Remember? you know they're going to show up. Remember when, uh, of course, they're going to show up. <laughs> I already told you I'm prepared to get drunk and start snatching do-rags off next year. <laughs> not for real, but I'm just saying. Did you see the baby with the do-rag? I did. Oh, my gosh. So adorable. My favorite pictures were, um, I know we talked about Fannie Mae, DJ Fannie Mae here in Charlotte, North mm-hmm. Carolina. Amazing. Beautiful. You know, great at what she does. And uh, her pictures were my favorite. She had on, like, shorts and a Sixers jersey and a long red do-rag. It was like a cape. It was like, like a Like a real cape. Yeah. It looks so fantastic. It made me think of Solange at the uh, Met Gala mm-hmm. this past year. So, I can and that's just, probably, you know, where some of the inspiration came from. Yeah, I can just see it growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can have, like, get musical guests and... I can just see it just growing and expanding and being bigger and better next year and having people from all over to come so they can say they want to do right this. Yep. And, I mean, don't... It's funny to hear people talk about it already um, negatively because it's one of those things where I could easily see growing into something that's a moneymaker for the city mm-hmm. in the way that, like, CIAA is. I mean, maybe not on that scale. Or who knows? Like, I could see something like do Fest. Turning into a whole weekend thing. Or like Broccoli Fest yes. or LC Fest. Why not? Why not? Why not? I mean... It'd be something else for the hotels to try to uh, jack up the price if people start mm-hmm. coming from out of town. But you didn't hear that from me. But that's a, that's exactly what they're going to do. Because any way to get off with the black tax, mm-hmm. they're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
So it is what it is. But shout out to the people who put that together. It was so black, and we it was loved so it. So beautiful, and there was, was no trouble. None at all. Because contrary to popular belief, we can't get together and right chill out. Right. Like we be chilling <laughs> most of the time. We be clubbing. <laughs> So, other than that, how was your weekend? What'd you get into? Well, Friday, we went to see The Incredibles, too. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Man, I was sleepy. I know. Y'all, B be sleepy. Courtney B be Courtney tired. Be Courtney, I done said that before. Oh, yeah, Courtney be tired. Let me tell you how, <laughs> no matter what was going on in the theater at the moment, every now and then, I would look over to my left, and there was a heavy breather, and I was like... Yeah, she's knocked out. I'm not missing <laughs> her. So you missed half the movie then. I missed half of it. 14 but I years and you missed half the movie. I'm just ready for Sing 2. Okay. I need a Sing 2. That's fair. Because Sing 2 was my ish. That was good. Well, Sing was my ish. Sing. So Sing 2, I know that it will be really, really good. So, But I wonder why they took so long to do Incredibles 2. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't do my due diligence and try to find out. I just complained about how the fact, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was 14 years from like, there were lots of children. We rented out the whole entire theater, so it was more like a family thing. But the children in there only caught up on Incredibles 1 like the week before. Right. So and, and now hooked. it's their favorite movie. Yeah, I saw um one family that came in and they just so happened to be a family of five. The two younger children were boys and the oldest was a daughter. So it was perfect. And they dressed up like the Incredible. So you know the mom was Elastigirl, the daughter was um, Violet, you know, and Jack Jack was the baby. And they just looked. I wanted to take a picture so bad, but I'm not gonna be taking pictures at random of people I don't know. Right. And I'm sure I could have asked, but still, I just let them be. But they look great. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And then I went to the, um, one of my friends, Demetra, had a Juneteenth jamboree mm-hmm. at her house on Saturday. I want to meet her so she can start inviting me to her kickback. Girl, stuff. somebody had made some red velvet banana pudding with what? chestnut cookies in it. What, how much? What, those, I mean, with those what? chestnut cookies? Uh-huh. It was so bomb. It was. Really? It was so Good red velvet banana pudding that sounds black, it was black and good. Okay, we had food, you know, we had chicken, we had collard greens, potato salad, yeah. pasta salad, Juneteenth food, Juneteenth food. We danced, and then everybody went around and introduced themselves. and We had to say what we loved about our people, about black people, and things we loved about black people. So, I mean, it was just good. We had a good time, so I did that on Saturday, and then Sunday, I went to Soulful Sundays at Red 28 University. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear the Vibes Band with a singer. Her name was Gia, Gia Rocks, I think. She was good. I saw your post. Yeah, she was good. She got it turned. Um, Sir Abstract, which is a spoken word artist. And it was another guy there that was singing, but I can't remember his name. He was a, it seems like he's, he may be a new artist. But it was really good. I didn't stay long. I just wanted to kind of just go and see what I could see. So that's pretty much all I did this weekend. What'd you do? That's good. That's a little slower paced than usual. So I'm really proud of you. Right, because I didn't try to like cram in mm, every single thing, every single thing, and that's kind of like what I want to do with my life is like we were just talking about this, just realizing that you don't have to do everything, right? Like, you don't have to do everything, sometimes you don't have to do anything, right? Sometimes it's best just to do nothing, just to be still, you could just relax and just relax. So, that's what I'm working on okay. is trying to tidy up my life and my activities and not. Putting on, putting my, putting on myself more than I can handle. Right. And then getting upset when I'm doing too much. When I'm the one who said yes to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm so, proud. 
Thank you. I'm proud in advance. Thank you. You're welcome. This past weekend, I'm at the same. I went to see The Incredibles. I loved it. I was very excited. Highly anticipated movie for the adults, not so much for the kids. Um, and just to, you know, be around family and friends and enjoy that environment. When we got out of the movie theater, it was still light outside. So you and I got a chance to, you know, rap a little bit. Um, and then on the weekend, this weekend on Saturday, um, we drove to Raleigh. Unfortunately, we had to go closer to home for a funeral. Um, but while we were there, we were able to have like a fish fry. It was Father's Ooh. Day weekend. So we got to love up on some people that we care about and just, you know, enjoy that time together. Um and honestly, I feel like I'm used to doing more. Now, granted, I was on the road, but, you know, I'm used to doing a lot more on the weekends, too. So I don't feel so bad. Yeah, I, I like, I need to, like, not do as much. Yeah. Like, that's why I posted on Facebook. Um, I said, look, don't invite me to nothing. <laughs> do not invite me to nothing unless it's free or you paying because. Okay. Sis got coins to save. Facts. Same here. Okay? Time to get it popping. I don't feel guilty, though, because most of the time I be inviting you to free stuff. Right. I mean, I have something, like, major going on that I really want to go to. Yes, I'm going to go. But just a whole bunch of, like, yeah, girl, let's go out. Let's go out. Let's go out. Let's go. No. Right. It's so much good Netflix I could be watching for Ma'am, free. Ma'am, my favorite At thing home. to do. My favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see me. Bring your blanket. Mm-hmm. Pop up. And chill. Okay. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it then. Yeah. That's pretty much my weekend. Let's get into it. This good, bad, and indifferent. So so many things happen during the week that we can't talk about it all. We cannot. But we're not gonna we're not gonna we're kill not even y'all. gonna kill you. <laughs> no. But let's try to get into some of the blackness and some of the news that happened this week. Uh what you got? So the first thing that I want to talk about, because I don't think that we mentioned it last week, although I seen it last week, but it slipped my mind, <clears throat> is the fact that um, Solange's company, State Heron, and Ikea are doing a collaboration of housewares. And I think I saw it last week, but I forgot to mention it. And then when I got home, I was like, oh man, like I meant to say that, but... Um, the collaboration is supposed to explore like architectural and design objects with a multifunctional use. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be called Objects in Space and Architecture. And there's no release date yet um, for um, the collection, but I know it's going to be dope because Solange has a really um, unique eye and aesthetic She's for very tactical. shapes and colors yes. and textiles and stuff. And so I'm interested to see what they come up with, and I'm interested to see the price point because Ikea is typically not that expensive. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a line outside of Ikea to to get that. And also Virgil Abloh is releasing a collection with Ikea in 2019. Okay, awesome. Black people be doing stuff. All the stuff. More than they know. We'll just (laughs) pop up all of a sudden like, yeah. Um, It's funny that you say that because I saw a tweet from her. Well, somebody tweeted to Solange one time and said, what inspires you? And she had this whole list of things, but one thing that stuck out was um, The Wiz. And mm-hmm. I, The Wiz is one of my favorite movies, and in that movie, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always get captured by the images and the shapes and the colors in that movie, so that sounds like it's right up her line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, go solo. I know. I'm just so proud of her for doing her own thing and not letting, you know, 
the Beyonce comparisons kind of like frazzle her. Oh, yeah. Because I know that's got that. It's probably not as bad now, but I know growing up, that's probably rough. Yeah, we talked about it on the show how, you know, their mom had to have Solange Day every mm-hmm. week and um, they had to go to therapy together. But, I mean, it all worked out. Yeah. They love each other. So, can we stay with that family then on this topic? <laughs> Yo, so I know we were like up in the air, like, are they going to release an album? Aren't they going to release an album? I said if they did, it would be a collective effort. I was right. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the Carters dropped an album, If You've Been Under a Rock. Or you just a Carter hater, because so many Because so many. There are so many. There are so many people who hate the Carters or hate anything, all things Beyonce, just because other people like it. You know, there are always going to be those people. I just don't get it. And it's so crazy, because, never mind. I won't, anyway. Um... So, I've gathered that that last show that they did was in London, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and after the London show, a sign came across the screen that said, um, album out now. On title. On title. So, what's so crazy <laughs> is, you know, we get the title pop-ups, and it popped up on my screen, and um, she posted pictures, Beyonce had posted pictures, and I went and liked them and everything. Didn't pay attention to the caption, and I got a message from my sister that said, this is not a drill, but <laughs> I almost lost it. In a matter of like two minutes, I was able to get enough of three songs in to know I was in love with the album. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm gonna give it um, some more listens to decide like what my favorites are. Uh, but there are a lot of good tracks on there, and it really is like a black love, a black family love album. Mm-hmm. That's what I appreciate most about it. I just like the fact that they like shut down. The loop to do this. Like right, nobody else ever has ever done this. Like this is history. The Louvre. Yeah. I mean, I could just repeat that like 80 times. Like shut the it down. Louvre. Like you have a whole you have people braiding hair in front of Mona Lisa. Right. Beautiful. Um and do rags. It's do rags. Yeah, that's video. true. That's what made, I kind of wanted to tie that into do rags. So I forgot. It's just so black. Um, but one thing I, I will say that I noticed. Um, of course I'm in love with the album. Like I just love that Beyonce is talking all kind of shit. But mm-hmm. I think that is one thing that I feel like I admire about them is how business savvy they are, how smart they are. And I think I mentioned this before because we talk about music all the time. That's one of I think our like binding Yeah, I agree. Traits with each other is the fact that we love music. But I just remember you know, like I've said this before, I admire like writers and I was the type to, you know, always want the booklet so I could like see who wrote this yes. and who produced this. And so I just think that it's very, very smart mm-hmm. that they not only credit themselves individually as artists, mm-hmm. but they also credit themselves as, as a, group. a unit. Yeah. Yes. So when you look at the people that are featured on the song, it's Beyonce, Jay Z, and then it's the, the Carters. Carters. So that's basically three times yeah. that they'll get published in a royalty. They're so for smart. One I always <laughs> I believe I believe in family meetings, right? And I really believe they sit around as a family like and round table with each other, like, okay, what are we doing next? It's one of my listen, I cannot wait to be married and kind of have that exchange like across the table. Okay, we've conquered this. What we doing next? It's exciting. It's creative time. I'm on my husband, y'all, to death. Okay. My husband. Oh, wait a minute. Who Uh -uh. is my husband calling me? Wait, girl. Who is our girl's my husband? (laughs) (laughs) It's 
let me call her. Let me call and discuss it with listen, my husband. I, I don't know if I can do that. I gotta check with my husband first. <laughs> I'm a. I can't wait till my husband, y'all. I would go, but you know, I got a date with my, my husband. husband. You right. know, it's it's date it's date night this weekend. So. Yeah. Okay. If 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 husbandry is in the cards, then I'm a husband it to death too yeah. and they had blue on the album so she get her little monies too yeah they make sure always you wait until those but as a matter of fact i was surprised they didn't have them cooing and calling on there i know so anyway um miss <laughs> tina y'all know i love tina lawson and she always has me laughing so she posted up a picture talking about london is lit and she <laughs> said <laughs> um mama tina say? sit down 99 problems, but an empty seat ain't one. That right, like because her. do you see those posts of people trying to say that they're having trouble selling tickets? Yeah, yeah. so the she's petty. Of- we talked about this before. And like, just, she wanted to let y'all know. Like, no. I'm just like, I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, me too. Having trouble selling tickets? Jay-Z and Beyonce? Mm-hmm. There's no way. Not as a collective? No. There's no way. I just love the album. It was so crazy because on Saturday morning... I was with my best friend and we just talked about like being friends with people like how, you know, like newer people that come into your life. And cause I had this couple of, maybe like last year, somebody said they didn't want to be my friend anymore. And I'm just like, girl, okay. Like, really, I got enough friends. Like, it's fine. Like you don't have to be my friend, bro. Like the ones that I have, I've been had them since I was younger, like some of them since a child. I'm good. That sounds like something somebody would say. Yes, I'm opening chips. So if you guys hear it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm um, good. Like, and, and I just love that in her song, she says that, like, I ain't making no more room. Like, I'm good. I just, you know, we talked about that. I love the song Boss. Mm-hmm. I love, um, what's the other song that I like? Black Effect is my favorite Black one. Yes, I love that one. It's one more that I said earlier that I really like. I love Eight it. Shit. Oh, now listen, the visual for Ape Shit, I am in love with. Mm-hmm. I have to watch the video over and over again. I'm like, y'all are so black. And at this point, for me, it's not even like about Beyonce. I just, now I'm looking at it like, I was already a Jay-Z fan, you know. I'm like, I love, I love black love. I love black families. Yeah. I love to see a black couple flourishing. And they are really doing it. And the thing I I'm like, like, y'all look so dope. And the thing that I like about them is that they always say money exposes who you really are. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> excuse me. And it's like now that they are like at the top of the top, mm-hmm. they show you who they are. And they black as shit. Yeah, they really are super black. Black as shit. So I just appreciate that they're not the type of people that have gotten to this extreme success. And then it's been like, okay. Y'all, this these situations some of y'all in, you know, being brought up here and chained up, that was a choice. Y'all chose that shit. Like, bro, you chose that. You know, so I just, I'm thankful that they're not like that. There's a song on there where I didn't realize until like a third listen that Jay-Z is taking a couple shots. Oh, it's Friends. Taking shots at Ye a little bit. Like, I kind of, I didn't notice it. Yeah. I'm going to go, go back. back and listen. But everybody has been telling me, but I, I wasn't really, I didn't really catch it. Okay. I think I'm just caught up in the hype. That's okay. But I love when Beyonce said you you'll never shoot the nose off my pharaoh. Yes, that's that's in black effect, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm good I'm on good MMA. Any, yeah, <laughs> couldn't even get it out. It, I'm good any, on any MLK Boulevard. Any MLK Boulevard. He good. Listen, when I heard it, I was playing it, I was in a shower. I was like, Me too, Jay. Exactly. Like, me too. I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. Exactly. 
So I love it. I'm excited. I can't wait to see them do the new songs. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we get the new songs. I'm glad we do too. Yeah. I can't wait to go and see and listen more because I'm. I mean, I have not stopped listening to it. I've been listening to that and J Rock's new album. Mm-hmm. J Rock's new album is good too. I heard. I have not heard it myself. It's really good, but I heard good reviews. Um, before we get off the Carters, did you see where Jay Z? is now going to be Puma's new president for basketball operations. Mm-hmm. Money moment. And in July, I don't know if it's the trailer or the actual film about Trayvon Martin is coming out, too. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z is... It mentions it in the, uh, on the album, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I'm excited and I'm happy. And all y'all Carter haters can go to what? I ain't gonna say that. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> you can go somewhere. You can go here. somewhere, but you just can't go here. Cause we don't, Khadijah don't need you. The I love that. <laughs> the assistant, um, Joseph Gail King, is popular anyway. But did you see where he was on vacation and Miss Tina had also posted him and he was yelling from the balcony and somebody was recording him talking about nine one one. Beyonce releases an album. Nine one one. Um, this is not a drill or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, that tickled me. So I'm like, home slice. You on vacation, but it just talks to their star panel that you don't have to do anything Mm-mm. on a Saturday. Just like here you go, but I think that it was very fitting because it was Tupac's birthday mm-hmm. and the week weekend or week prior to Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth, so it was perfect timing. Perfect. And they're they're very intentional. Yes. Did you see Blue Blue at the concert getting Madison to hold her um hold up the rock? rock. Yes. And that picture of Blue looking down, and somebody had memed it and was like, y'all's big and asses wanted the album. That's y'all's right. Big. Here go y'all big and asses. You're right. You're so, right, So, that's exactly how she was looking at us, and I thank you, Blue Blue, because we needed it. Mm-hmm. The world needed Beyonce and Jay-Z to talk some more shit. Like, it gives us, it's like a piece of our vibranium. Like, we need them to talk shit. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I just love it. I'm gonna tell you, it's not it's not even so much that like I just want to hear them talking, but some and this is not just a Jay Z Beyonce thing. It's more of an artistry thing or a person with influence. Sometimes when people are doing it and you're watching and you already admire them or you like them, it, even if it's from afar, it reminds you that you have permission to do the mm-hmm. same. The same thing with your friend circles. Sometimes if things are stagnant, that's one thing. But then when somebody in your circle or somebody you can late eyes on or that's tangible starts winning you like oh wait a minute me too yeah because if you can get it i can get it that's right i wish more people thought that way by the way but that's a whole nother story it really is because the crab in the barrel is real it would cut out a lot of jealousy but anyway moving right along did you see the 14 year old black girl um she plays tennis her name is Corey goff and she made history winning the um Junior French Open. I saw some of it, but I didn't really read it. I think I scrolled past her, though. Oh, don't do that. I know, but it was just a lot going on. But I remember seeing it, and I stopped, but I didn't, like, take any notes or write anything down. But I did see her face. That's cool. So we got us another little tennis player. Congratulations, Corey. We look, I mean, she's 14. So she's got a long way to go. Yeah. And a lot to do. Exactly, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. She's got plenty of time, is what we're saying, Mm -hmm. to continue to progress. So, um... And I know I'm talking about all good things up front. I think you might have sent this to me um, earlier, but you know, Father's Day was on Sunday, mm-hmm. and this weekend they put up a video of Baby Bash. Oh my God! Give him Wiz that picture. Yes, mm-hmm. his gym buddy picture. I love Bash. 
Me too. And I'm daddy fine too. <laughs> I actually love the way that Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa raise Bash. Because they don't, it seems as if they don't really put any restrictions on him. Mm-mm. Just to say, be a good person, be a happy boy. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I really wish they would get back together. Maybe. I really do because I feel like they really love each other. Yeah. Their child was created in love. Yeah, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell. And he's such a sweet boy. He really is. He's such a cutie and a sweetie. So, mm-hmm. it warmed my heart to see that. Mine too. Congratulations go out to French Montana. I don't know if you saw this, but he finally became a U.S. citizen. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, there was a video circulating that, um, you know, French Montana is from Morocco. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it was Diddy that posted the video congratulating him, but it was on Friday, this past Friday, where, you know, he was, he passed everything, went through everything, and they were just basically congratulating him. So, congratulations. Yeah. I see a lot of negative stuff. I'm like, I don't know if you've seen the immigration photos on CNN. Border Patrol. And the little kids, um, after they get separated from their parents. I had to log off for a second. Because at some point, now that's something that I just can't, like, get out of my brain. Like, and I don't know what I can do, but if I can do something. Well, one thing that we can do is call our senators. Yeah. And complain. Always. Blow up their phones, blow up their emails, send letters, and tell them that if they do not come together and fix this, that we will vote them out. Right. Because they have these kids down in this, it looks like a warehouse with chain link fences it's so and, sad. and shirts with numbers on it like they're in a concentration camp. And I didn't notice this, the numbers. Yeah, shirts. they're numbered like they're inmates or something. And just think about the psychological ramifications mm-hmm. that that will have on a child. Like you seeing like people in authority that are supposed to help you put you in here. That's what I thought when I saw the photo. I said, give it 15, 20 years and hear their stories. It's going to break your heart. It is, and then you wonder why people turn into, like, domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. Like, you're separating these kids at no fault of their own. Like, they didn't ask to be here. They didn't ask for their parents to come across the border or do whatever, and then it was like they'll be filtered through Homeland Security. I do not trust that with all of the child sex trafficking and it's, abuse is going on. What do you mean filtered through the all system? Of what are you thoughts, talking about? All of these thoughts, I had these same thoughts whenever I saw the photographs. Um... I know you mentioned, like, contacting your senator. I know, like, you can always look up um, the information for your senators Mm -hmm. in your area. Um, But if you want to call and get information, whether it's phone numbers or addresses, email addresses, etc., you can always call 202-224-3121. It takes you to a a switchboard operator that can give you that info. Mm -hmm. So it's 202-224-3121. I mean, the, U, the UN has stepped in, the United Nations has stepped in and determined that it was a human rights violation, mm-hmm. and it was child abuse. Yeah. And they're now calling for um, the head, the Department of Homeland Security. She's a female. I can't think of her name. But they're, I saw Kamala Harris is like telling her, you need to step down. Yeah. You got to step down because you allowed this to happen. And they're blaming it on everybody else. Like everybody's pointing fingers so that nobody gets in trouble? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know what we got to do, but y'all, we got to vote in November. We always have to vote. We have to vote. Like, these are babies. Are you Because if they're doing it to them, I mean, 
Who knows what kind of shenanigans they'll pull? Surely. Were you referring to, um, what's her name? Kirstie Jen Nielsen? Mm-hmm. That girl. Nielsen. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I seen someone post like, now, I always wondered how the Germans were able to do the things that they did. Just like this. This is how it starts. Yeah. I feel like we're in Gilead. Yeah. Like, this Easily. is. Yeah. Because you're just saying, like, where, where are these kids going to go? Didn't we just say, I don't know if we said this on the show or not. I feel like it was on the show last week, though, that we said we're not far removed. No. From being in a Gilead scenario. Mm-mm. Like, I know it's television or whatever, but it's quite possible. Yeah. So, I hope it gets um, resolved soon. It's been, like, t- over 2,000 children that have been separated from their families who have been caught coming over the border. So, all I can do is shake my head. That's all I can too. We gotta get Trump out of there. Yep. And all the rest of his little minions who did nothing to stop him. I could see him winning again though. If 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 we don't have a strong candidate mm-hmm. and support, yeah, he will win again. I don't know. I just think it's sickening. But let's talk about this on a lighter note. So, we have solved who bit Beyonce Gate, <laughs> and it was definitely Sanaa Lathan. <laughs> Definitely Sanaa Lathan. Okay. How did you find that out? From Tiffany Haddish. Wait, so where did you see Tiffany talking again? She just did um, a magazine shoot. I can't remember the magazine, but she did a magazine shoot, and she talked about how, because I knew that Sanaa's dad, Stan Lathan, was like a Mm big-time producer. He's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And she said that, you know, he was kind of like a mentor to her or whatever. He called her and was like, you got to, like, Squash this because y'all got to stick together and blah, 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 blah. And she's just like, but I didn't do it. Right. I didn't bite her. And she didn't say who did it. Right. They figured it out. And then she came out and said, oh, I didn't bite her. Like, you told on yourself. Right. So she did bite Beyonce. I'm confused. Why did she tell the story about Sanaa's father, though, saying that they needed to squash it and then come out and basically confirm when she just said also that he's he's like a mentor to her i guess because tiffany don't care i guess not and the truth is the truth why would she bite her mm-hmm. what beyonce say she was drunk or high said something's wrong with that bitch mm. she on drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god Woo! verbatim verbatim Whoa. her words not mine yeah. now that's what beyonce has said i didn't say that I didn't realize that we had uh, we had solved the problem. So, yeah, we solved it. Another thing in music news. Um, so, since it is Black Music Month, mm-hmm. did you see that Lil' Kim was honored Mm-mm. for Black Music Month? She was honored by the NYC. Um, it's called the Black, Black Council for African American History. Wait a minute. Yeah, African American history. The black, the NYC Black, and it's B L A C Black Latino and Asian Caucus Council for African American History. Right. Um, and she was honored um, by the city for her contributions to music. Angela Simmons spoke, and Dapper Dan spoke, mm-hmm. and then Mano showed up and crashed, and she was not having it. I bet. And I think I, I mean they dated like years ago, but he's always in interviews talking about how much he loves her, and then he was like, yes. And that he will like, like go crazy over her. Like he will fight over her still to this day. Like he loves her. 
That's how Erica Badu's um, baby spot baby fathers are with her. Yeah. So he showed up and said his two cents and was all smiling in the picture and she was like slapping his hand off. She was sis was not amused. Mm-mm. Sis was like, "What are you doing here? <laughs> like I should not be arrested, but I'm gonna smile and keep it cute until we leave here. And then I'm gonna cuss you out. And then I'm gonna cuss you out. But I'm just happy for little Kim for getting some type of. In the words of any leaks, accolades. Getting some accolades. <laughs> because she is a legend. She is she one of is. our legends. She is. I love her. And so I was excited to see her doing her thing and... Her thug thizzle. Doing her thug thizzle. So, I, one thing that I think that we do need to talk about that I don't know if people are taking as seriously as they should... I think I know what you're about to say. Is the net neutrality. Yep. Um, the net neutrality rules that have been repealed. So, if you are like me... I was kind of confused about what even what it even meant, what net neutrality actually meant. And so um, net neutrality is basically laws that were enacted to keep the Internet fair mm-hmm. and open. Um, and, and these were put in place by the Obama administration in 2015. And so it prevents like cable companies and Internet providers from slowing down content from like competitor sites or sites they just want to slow down that day exactly. um and what this does is it allows them to say okay hey we can't really put as many restrictions on or taxes on netflix so to speak so what we'll do is if we see you streaming netflix or hulu we'll slow, we'll it, down. slow it down and then make you pay for a fast lane access right so then we can get extra money off of those um streaming services that are like 11 bucks knowing that people will pay it yeah, because I'm um, thinking about the people who don't have, like, I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. So, if I watch something on TV, it's on one of those sites right. or on my computer. Same. Because cable is ridiculous. So, this is just their way. Of making you pay anyway. Make, yes, making you pay anyway. Um, So, yeah, since these laws have been repealed, service providers can now do those things as long as they tell you that they do it. Right. So, it's not like you can say, oh, yeah, you slowed down my internet and they're... Like, you know, oh, yeah, it was an accident. Or we can fix it. Like, no, in your contract, it's going to say they can do that. Absolutely. And the only way they'll get in trouble is if they do it and you don't know that they've done it. Yeah, but they're going to make sure that it's in there. Just like whenever we update, like, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook, and they come out with the new rules, like, we just sign them. We don't yeah. even read. But whatever's in there. It's hey, what it is. That's like how everybody was mad. Because it. Facebook was selling the information. I'm pretty sure it says that in one of the disclosures. Mm-hmm. So why are you mad? Did you read it when you signed up for it? I could still be mad, though. You can't be mad, but there's really nothing you can do about Mm-mm. it if you agree to have a Facebook. And they clearly ask you those things at the very beginning. Yeah. Nobody reads that. Nobody reads it. And I think that if we did read it and start being like, no, and people wouldn't download these apps and use them, then they'll think about just putting all the fine print in and but doing whatever they want to with your information. They also know that people are already so invested in the usage of this. I mean, look at what people do with Facebook. We... I, th- I think I talked about this already. You know, we keep in touch with people across the country, across the world now. Friends who have moved to, like, London or, you know, to the West Coast and vice versa. So, I don't know many people who are just, even if they read it, and are going to be like, I'm getting off. No, they're not. But then, why, then where are you mad? I think, I think people are upset because no matter, like, you've taken something that we love that started out as a good thing and I almost feel like it's abusive as time like I know the kind of society that we live in and how people make their money and how people become rich and everything but it's like 
you were doing fine with just this. Like, why do you need to sell my information? Like, money. We're so we're so greedy. Our society is so greedy that we have to continue to move in that direction. Why can't we just have this product that we love and let it be what it is? If you want to make it better, make it better. But you need to sell my information. Why? And I think that's what upsets people the most. Like, yes, they're going to continue to use it because they're so invested in it. But at the same time, like, you're taking advantage. And people don't like to be taken advantage of. They don't, but... People don't like to be taken advantage of, but... Are you just going to say, don't... That's wrong, you took advantage of me, but I don't care, I'm still going to do it. That's like... No, I agree with you. You know what I mean? We could, like, we could, we could stop could, using these products. Just like, we could stop... We could boycott a lot of things. We could not do XYZ, but we get mad, but then we don't do anything. We just accept whatever is put on the table. I don't know. I boycott everything. I know you do, but I'm saying the whole. <laughs> I know what you mean. The whole. Yeah, we, I know We can't mean. just get mad and be like, yeah, that's wrong. But you I still, do. I got to have my Facebooks. Now, like, I know we were just talking about that this weekend. Um, I know a lot of people who are like that about the NFL. They, they're like, oh, this is wrong, you know, but I'm not going to stop watching. Well, so. a lot of people support entertainers and athletes that bust their girlfriends upside the head, but they still keep watching and doing whatever. Listening. And listening. Are so, we talking, are we talking about that? Are we talking about somebody in particular today? I'm not. If you are, then you can. But I'm not talking about anybody in particular. Okay. Because I don't, I'm not, listen. I I'll just not, mention it then. You can mention okay. it. I'm not giving nobody affiliated no smoke. So you can mention it. And I will listen and nod and agree. <laughs> we, can touch it, agree. we can touch we can and agree. agree. Yeah. No, I I was just going to mention it as a matter of fact. I don't know if um, if our listeners are even familiar with... And it's so funny because people always get the name mixed up. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard the guy say... I heard this artist say his own name. So I'm going to try to repeat it the way that he says it. Very controversial artist by the name of XXX Tentacion. I always thought it was extension. Don't judge me. Like extension cord. Yes. Um. You know. You know how people like try to come up with creative ways to say their names or spell their names or whatever. But anyway, um, he was out. It's so funny. It's not funny. It's so odd that he posted a video on Monday just talking about, like, if he dies at an early age, this is what he wants people to remember. And then that very day, um, which would be today, the day that we were recording, he was shot and killed. So um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he is a rapper that a lot of younger kids like and look up to. Very controversial. Um had some charges um, surrounding assault on the mother of his child. I saw the pictures. They look awful. Um, He was only 20 years old, so hadn't lived much life, um, but he did lose his life today. So just wanted to mention that. Um, I thought you were going to talk about somebody else, but... Who? I told you I ain't giving him no smoke. I thought you were going to talk about somebody else, but you were talking about him. So, yeah. yeah, sad. It is sad. If for, sad. If for no other reason than so much of it is sad. The death oh. is sad. The age at which he died is sad. He's a father. Um, the controversy that he's surrounded by is sad. You know, the things that he's done to other people, that is sad. Mm-hmm. All unfortunate, awful things. Um, and it's, when I heard the news, I think somebody told me about it before 
I knew exactly who it was, and I thought that they were talking about the artist Takashi Six Nine, mm-hmm. who similar. I'm just gonna say I have similar emotions about their work as well as the kind of people I perceive them to be. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they were talking about him. Um, and it's just a a reminder that um, I don't know how I want to phrase it, but people need to be cautious. Um, and that your your behavior matters a lot. Um, the, the things that you put out there, the things that you do, the things that mm-hmm. you say. Mm-hmm. Even if you aren't doing them, if you're perpetuating a certain... It does not mean that you your life should be taken. No, I'm not saying that, that, but I'm saying... That, right. But the power of life and death is in the tongue. You see what just happened? Yeah. You see what just happened? I did. Okay. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So just be mindful of the energy that you put out into the world. Right. Because that's the thing about energy. You know, like it doesn't dissipate. Like it doesn't go away. Once you put it out there, it's out there. I said that last week at the end of the show. It's around you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just like if I take my shoes off and put them in the closet. Right. And close the door. They still in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And one day I'm going to have to open that closet and then them <laughs> shoes going to be right there looking at me. Whether I done went and bought me some new Louis uh, or whatever, them shoes, them uh, skips, them kids still going to be in there. Them bobos. Them bobos. So <laughs> just be mindful of that. And I feel bad for his family and, you know, people that loved him. Um, and that's really all I'm going to say because I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. There's nothing to be said at this Mm-mm. point. So, um, it, it just happened not too long before we started recording, so we don't have any details, but did want to mention it. Because by the time uh, we talk to you guys again, you know, there'll be a full-fledged story out. Um, I have one thing I want to talk about, too. What, girl? Um, so, I just want people to um, kind of be mindful of certain tactics that... Are happening to um, us as a whole to kind of gerrymander votes and split up, you know, the democracy even further. Mm-hmm. And have you heard this whole thing about them splitting California into three? Yes, which yes, is I not did. a good idea. It's not a good idea. Right away, without e- any details. As soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing ever. That's a control effort. It is, because then if you split them up into three states, all of those electoral college votes mm-hmm. that you know are going to come from California that always goes blue, mm-hmm. it's going to be split up now, and it won't be the same. The they're numbers trying. will be different. Yep, they're trying it. So I keep seeing people, yeah, I'm from the Bay, North Cal, so No, that's stupid. Right. That is, why does it need to be three states? It doesn't. That sounds stupid. It's never been three states. So why does it need to be three different states now? It's in a control effort. So where where are we in that process? I think that they have a measure or like a bill drafted and it's going to be on the November ballot. Okay. As to whether people want to um, split California into three states. Right. And it's been, California has been California, I mean, 168 years. And now they want to split it up. So it'll be just California on the side, Southern California, and then Northern California. Right. So I guess like, you know, North and South, and then just 
California. And it would be the first division of an existing U.S. state since the creation of West Virginia in 1863. Right. So. And they're trying to say that it will give them better infrastructure and better education and lower taxes and X, Y, Z. But I, I just don't, don't believe, believe them. That. So we're going to have 54 states? Yeah, because they're going to add two more. We're going to change the flag? Girl, they can... Let me stop. I don't give a damn what they do with that flag. <laughs> I'm just curious if they... You know how they've thought the um, the minuscule details through. Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy, but... I mean, they're taking it to the ballot. So, if you in California and you listening, it's going to be up to y'all to... to make or debate. Like, I... I don't know. It's going to be up to y'all to make or break it. Yep. But I just wanted to bring that up because I've seen people saying that it was a good thing. Um, are these people Californians? Yeah. Okay. And you know, people are very territorial. Oh, North Cal. Right. And I'm from SoCal and blah, 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 blah. Right. Like it's a good thing. Yeah, let's break it up. But what you don't realize you're shooting yourself in the foot. We, um, I guess... I'm glad that you brought it up now because I'm sure that we'll be able to talk about it even more as right. time progresses. More right. details will come out. Right. So I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, cool. Anything else? I think that's pretty much it. Oh my good, bad, and indifferent. Did you see um did you see Cardi B uh on the cover of Rolling Stone? Yes I did. I thought when she, was she very had that beautiful. Baby? I don't know. Sounds like she's been pregnant forever. No. I think there were rumors about her being pregnant before she was actually pregnant. She then she got weak. pregnant, and then she revealed she was pregnant. Um, I saw her post about it. I guess the issue hasn't come out yet, and somebody released it anyway. And so she went back and posted it herself. Mm-hmm. You know, but she looked very beautiful. And that, I mean, that's the thing. Like she, I think she was saying, like, my baby made Rolling Stones. So that's cute. Yeah, her baby did. Yep. All right. Well, good talk. It was good. So... One thing I wanted to talk about today, um, since we've been discussing black music and this being, you know, Black Music History Month mm-hmm. and a celebrate, we really celebrate black music all the time. We do, because there's always something going on. Exactly. But I kind of just wanted to go through or, you know, take our listeners through um, the structure of how we got to where we are in, in music or music in different periods, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, um, to get us into the 2000s. Like music history. Yeah. So um, we we know about the slave trade. We've discussed the slave trade on here, and we'll discuss it plenty other times. But the slave trade, the transatlantic... Bleh. Did you drink some more of that nasty wine? I didn't. Don't. Woo, don't. Wait. Pill Cosby. Girl, what were you trying to do? You know what you're not going to do is call me Pill Cosby. How am I going to... Um, do it, do that to myself. Girl, I don't know what you was trying to have going on up in here. Transatlantic slave, slave trade. trade. Yes, there you go. Get brought West African rhythms to the Americas um, via chants, um, you know, song structures. Um, that led us to the event of like blues, jazz, via Negro spirituals, um, what else? Swing. Swing, rap, techno, Hulk. like everything. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of just give people a run through. 
of that of what that looked like looks like so in the 1700s the slave trade um brought you know uh, the west africans over and they basically started out with like let me take a step back. First of all, all of the Africans that were brought here didn't speak the same language mm-hmm. and they didn't speak the king's English either. Mm-hmm. So music automatically became a way to communicate with one another until different um, Africans from different tribes developed a language that they could speak or you know, learn the English, their master's language, so that they can all communicate with one another. And I'm sure that took some time. Mm-hmm. Um so, songs became a way for them to communicate in the fields or just to get them through the work day. It also, um, the children, you know, would come up with songs to mm-hmm. sing, you know, whether attached to t- their mom's backs or fronts or, you know, hanging on to their um, skirt tails and things like that. It's kind of like where we get a lot of the songs that we sing. You know, you're growing up and you're playing hand games and double mm-hmm. dutching. So, that's where a lot of that comes from, banjoing, etc. all 1700s. Mm-hmm. We get into the 1800s, and you have, like, Negro spirituals, Negro folk music, mm-hmm. which is something I'm still fond of to this day. Um, arranged spirituals, which is where, you know, you get your Paul Robeson music mm-hmm. from. Um, bands, like, and by bands, I mean, like, those syncopated brass bands. Yeah. So, if you want to insert an image, you might think of old black battalions, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that for the military. Um, Guido Nielsen performances in, like, the late 1800s. So, that whole uh, King of Ragtime, Scott mm-hmm. Joplin, um, Ragtime, inform- I mean, song. And um, and then the late 1800s, you get into, like, folk gospel, rural blues. And mm-hmm. so we start going into, like, the era of blues. And even today, in, like, a lot of music, you can see, you can listen and hear the old residuals of blues yeah. music. And and spirituals. Yep. So, so You can always tell when somebody was raised in a church. That is, I just said that. I said today, I was listening to John Legend this morning, and I was like, oh, isn't his yes. dad a... Um, a pastor yes you can just hear it all over him mm-hmm. especially his first few his first two yes. albums definitely but um they wrap up we wrap up the late 1800s with like that porch blues that cigar mm-hmm. hanging from you know your mouth while you play and sing and everybody in the neighborhood can hear you kind of blues um which also that era also takes you into new orleans jazz mm-hmm. and then we hit the 1900s so, the 1900s gives us a lot of good music. Black people have been emancipated. You know, they're trying to find their way in the world. Um, we're very a very creative people. Mm-hmm. And so, the 1900s hit you with um, gospel hymns, like blues-filling songs. Um, what's the reverend's name? Reverend Cleophas Robinson. He's really, really famous. Um, rhythmic versions of songs like... Um, by and by, which mm-hmm. old gospel hymn, or like God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to tell mm-hmm. you something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> From our favorite movie. Yes. The 1910s give us um, stride piano. So I don't know if you know who James P. Johnson is, um, but he's the one who kind of bridged ragtime and jazz together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and around this time, It'll take you into the 1920s, but around this time is when you get your other famous pianists like 
Duke Ellington's, your um county, your Count Basie's, your um vaudeville blues in the 1920s. It's also known as like female uh, blues. Mm-hmm. So that's folk blues mixed with urban theater music. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. This is also where, okay, I, I think I might have told this story about Betty Boop when we were talking about, we, like, mm-hmm. okay. Appropriation. Exactly. So, Betty Boop, who was created by Max uh, Fleischer based on Helen Kane, the white woman, who stole that uh, form of singing from Baby Esther, mm-hmm. from the um, who lived in Harlem. And she used to sing at the Cotton Clubs, and she was black. But anyway. And we're just, in the 1920s now? Yes. Yeah, so this is all... Coming up on the Harlem Renaissance mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. So everything was like popping, popping and changing and developing even more into our own things. Exactly. Our own genres, so to speak. It was a time of growth. Beautiful black people were um, collaborating, not just in music, but like in literature. Free black people. Yes. Free folk. Free folk. <laughs> um. In the 1920s, it kind of segues you into, like, boogie-woogie. So, if you want an image, it's more like color purple juke joint. Mm-hmm. Big bands, like the ones that you... Um, I don't know if you you guys... Well, I know you do, be, But for those of you listening, remember the scene where the band is standing there playing as Suge is getting ready to leave that first time. Mm-hmm. So, it's supposed to be that era. Um, now, when was Cab Calloway? Uh, I don't know. But I feel like it fits in between that 1920s, 1930s. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Error. Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to look it up. But um, this is the time of like uh, Jelly Roll Morton out of New Orleans, which can still be heard there today in on the traditional side of music. And at that time, still 1920s, going into 1930s, quartets, um, Jubilee quartets. So... I'd like to associate like this music with different visuals that people might understand. The movie Life, right? Life, life. Yes. So during the whole Life is a long movie, but I'll say like during the first part, that's like 1930s, 1940s. Mm-hmm. So the 1930s is where your traditional gospel starts hitting, your five blind boys of Alabama music comes in that's when swing bands which is one of my favorites i think mm-hmm. i said that at the top of the show um but swing bands artists like billy holiday the first lady of song miss ella fitzgerald mm-hmm. um who was a swing vocalist uh she did jazz and blues um so this would have been around like the cadillac records time right? yes so yes Etta james and all those types of people mm-hmm. just now coming on the scene exactly young Making- beautiful um talented dorothy dandridge yes oh man she's one of my she's so pretty so freaking pretty just talented people exactly young people because they were like younger than we are yeah, now younger than we, early 20s mm-hmm. and teens you know some of them were not even old enough to be in those places and right. just got in there and was like well, i'm here now y'all gonna look exactly i'm about to show you something yep hand me a mic i'm trying to see something <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind that i'm on right I'm the 1940s brings in uh, gospel groups like uh, Carla Ward and the War Singers, which is how, you know, years later, 
we get groups like the Clark Sisters, BB and CC Winans, Trinity Five Seven, Pace Family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of that um, is you know residual from our history. Um, we also have Urban Blues. So insert BB King, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of our legends. Rhythm and Blues. Um, I like rhythm and blues because it really gives you like comical storytelling. It's not always funny, but it it does a really good job of telling a story. And a lot of times I enjoy it whenever it's uh, a little more comedic. I don't think we have, I don't think we have true R&B anymore as much. You don't think so? Not as much as we did like per se the 90s. I see what you're saying. Like true artists who are rhythm and blues. Right. Not rhythm and pop, not rhythm and hip hop, mm-hmm. not hip pop. Right. I'm talking about straight R&B. rhythm, ribs and biscuits. But I feel like, okay, so when we got to the 90s, because right now we haven't even really hit the 50s yet. So I feel like those people who were living during that time, or there's still, you know, some living now. Um, but when 90s R&B came, they probably still felt the same way. Like, this is not R&B. Right. So, times change everything. Yeah, but I still feel the same way. I concur. Um, so, in that rhythm and blues era, we have our Nat King Coles, mm-hmm. um, who also did bebop. It's so funny because whenever you're growing up, well, I don't know if this happened with you, but I know my grandma would be like, you know, around here bebopping, doing mm-hmm. all that bebopping. And I'm bebopping like... Bebopping up and down the street. Yeah. yeah. Like, bebopping was here before I even got here. What yeah. are you complaining for, lady? So, but... But their version of bebopping was more like the horns. So you got your Dizzy Gillespie's, um, Theodore Fats Navarro, um, the Sonny Rollinses, who was known for a hard bop. And your Theon... Theolonious Monks. So, um, Diddy Bop didn't create the bop. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. The question. You know, inquiring minds want to know. People may want to know, like, oh, I thought Diddy created that. Nah. No, he did not. He, he got that from somebody. Um, but I think this takes us into, like, cool jazz. Mm-hmm. So, that gives you, like, Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. That's where we get Miles. Little known fact. Did you know Miles Davis was married three times? No, but I ain't surprised. That's how men do. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> and some dang women, B. And some women. Uh, well. I, I don't love that many people to marry three different people. Mm-hmm. I just don't love that many people. Can't do it, won't do it. I just cannot. I mean, they say, don't say what you won't do, but I ain't into it. No. Um, but two of his wives, uh, one, okay, so the first one I'm not really familiar with, but his second wife was actually um, funk singer Betty Davis. Yeah, no, I know who Betty Davis is. Yeah. And then his third wife. Betty Davis. <laughs> Stop I'm it. I'm young. I'm ready. Okay. I'm just saying. That's a. That's mind. that grown folk. Yeah, music. I was gonna say that's liquor house music. Yeah, that liquor. That's juke joint. Yeah. Um, but his last wife was Cicely Tyson. Really? Yes, girl. I knew you weren't gonna know that. No, I did not know that. Yes, his last wife. Is that was why she's so young looking? I am. She was bebopping. She was. <laughs> That's All what, around. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also during the time with like Sarah Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, who did vocal jazz and bossa nova music. 
And so now we're like in the 1950s. We've transitioned over into the 1950s. So this was the day of immense gospel choirs. Like those, like once you see the gospel choirs start being like a hundred something people, like, like a mass rows, choir. mass yeah. choirs. Yes. That's when the, um, dang, what was the, oh, it was the Mississippi mass choir when I Georgia was little. Mass, yep. They were huge. But Mississippi mass was huge. Yeah. So, 1950s brought us, like, immense gospel choirs, civil rights music. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a thing. Like, I was I was, I was, um, reading where, in, like, the 30s, they referred to, like, you know, it was, like, art music, like, black music, but they referred to it as race music. Yeah. And not, like, race and a bad thing, like, empowerment, like, race music, like, black music. Yeah. Um, you know, so I thought that was... A cool tidbit. It's I like actually like the phrase music. race music. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Might have to start using that. Um, we get a little um, let's see, fifties, fifties. We get a little gospel soul. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the fifty. Okay, so the fifties is when we got Little Richard. That's which what I'm saying. We're going into rock and roll in yes. the fifties. Little Richard, Chuck Berry. Um, who actually, I think Chuck Berry just passed away in March of last year. He was 90. So he would have been 91 this March mm-hmm. had he lived. Um, which is something to be said now that I think about it. Because I guess it's a reminder for me that we aren't so far removed that like many of the people that we'll consider legends are actually still here. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes we're not checking for them. We're not. Because... And I don't know what the reason is. I mean, sometimes the innate assumption might be, oh, well, because they're a legend, they're probably not around anymore. And then you hear that they've passed away, and you're like, what I didn't even mean? know they were still living. Right. You know, so it would be interesting to just kind of figure out those that are still around. I mean, you know, so we can honor them in different ways. Like, right. nobody even... Anyway, I digress. Nobody... Now, they'll sample them. They will. But you ask them... You know, where they are, what they're doing, they can't tell you. Yeah, where I, that's who I want to know. Where are they now? So, that was 50s. Right. 60s. And come the 60s. It's mm-hmm. getting better. I mean, I don't want to say that because I, I like, like I said, swing music was what, 20s, 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting interesting. It's though. getting very interesting because we're coming up on the Motown era. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> in the 60s, um, the 60s brought us some of our favorite artists to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, the 60s brought us Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that was like hard rock. It brought us some soul artists like Stevie Wonder. This is We get our Stevies, our Ray Charles, our Marvin Gaye, Smokey. Our Jackson 5. The Jackson 5, our Tina Turners, um, who was, you know, Rock and roll. The Supremes. Girl, the Supremes, the Temptations, <laughs> James Brown. Yes. Um, yeah, and the 60s also bought, like, that avant-garde free jazz. I always bring up jazz because jazz is, like, the undertone for, for everything else. So that, that avant-garde jazz um, from artists like, um, what's his name? Winston Marsalis. Yeah. yeah, I actually had the pleasure of seeing him at Winston Salem State yeah, in a very Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Um Yep, I remember that. And then the seventies. Disco. Disco. Modern gospel. <laughs> oh happy day. Which yes. is still popular to this Donna day. Summer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, times was crazy in the seventies. Yes, it's a lot going on. Drugs, a lot of drugs, lots a lot of, of sex, a lot of tripping, music. a lot of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. We get the funk. Yes, George Clinton <laughs> Parliament. Yep, funkadelic. Um, God, what else? There's some. There's actually some rap in the late seventies. Late seventies. Yeah, we get the Sugar Hill Gang, exactly. and Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. um, the Furious Five. Dang. The seventies were pretty. The seventies were interesting. The seventies were lit. We had the froze. We had the the bell bottoms. Yeah, and we were kind of moving out of that in the eighties. We getting into the curl. We getting into curl territory. Jerry curl. Yeah. Yeah. We getting into curl territory. So we got the rap busting out on the scene, um, you know, which is getting closer to our era. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We get um, closer. We get the eighties, and we get a lot of soul music. We get Luther. We get Anita. All in the eighties. All mean? in the eighties. Yep. Yeah. Um, in the way of rap, we still have like you mentioned the Sugar Hill Gang, right? Mm-hmm. Cool DJ Hurt, Run DMC, Slick Rick the Ruler mm-hmm. was like in the eighties. Big Daddy Kane, Kane. Oh one. my God, that's so yeah. true. Yeah. Um and Luther. Did I say Stop. Luther? I don't know if you did, but you can say it like Luther. twelve more times. And I meant, okay. to, I meant in the seventies to, to talk about. Um, we didn't mention Earth, Wind, and Fire. No. Um, we didn't mention Frankie Beverly and Maze. Yeah. And in the eighties, when was Cameo big? Was Cameo in the seventies or the eighties? I feel like that was like early eighties. Rick James. Seventies. It was. It's going to be a lot of people on. that would. Yeah. It was a lot going on, but I think that. We we saw a sh- a huge shift with hip hop, and we also saw a huge shift with the with black music going more pop, like with Michael Jackson, yes. even Janet Jackson. You know, like the whole pop. We became popular culture. Like before, I don't yeah. feel like we were, you know. But in the eighties, we became popular. We started to become popular culture. We started to catch on really really heavy Very due true. to MTV and. People soul train and all those types yes. of things. People seeing us and wanting to be. I meant to mention that too. Down. Soul train, like the seventies, really giving soul train a platform in the eighties, um, on into the nineties, really mm-hmm. popular. Popular. Yeah. Um, the eighties gave us go go music, which is also one. I mean, one of my favorites. Like I don't go around listening to it all the time, but if I'm gonna be out having a good time, especially if I'm wearing sneakers and I'm in a crowd. I love a good go-go I think um, they beat. had go-go's before that. You think so? Yeah. But it wasn't popularized until no. the 80s. We, like we probably DC. didn't. Yeah, they, yeah. Now they had it. But yeah, we, they did. Like, until, like, doing the butt, probably. Yeah. Came, but. Chuck Brown. Yeah. Um, House music, which we've discussed the creation of in honor of, like, Pride Month and stuff, mm-hmm. um, really came out in the 80s. Crystal um, Waters. Yep. Electro-funk. Yeah. So... Uh, actually, Prince, you can kind of put Prince in that whole electro-funk category um, coming into the 80s. You got, um, Michael Jackson, of course, we talked about Thriller was in the 80s. Purple Rain came out in the 80s. Um, Rhythm Nation came out in the 80s. Yeah. Control. Um, yep. Came out in the 80s. What else? MJ had another album. Was Bad? Bad, Bad. came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um and then conscious music like Arrested Development came out in the eighties. Yeah, the Native Tongues, yep. Tribe Called Quest, Queen Latifah. Um, the, the, rap got very political. Yes, in the eighties, it did. Early nineties, it got really. But, but that's what it was about anyway to begin with. Right, it was just about expressing yourself, speaking out, and having a voice. But I feel like 
we have conscious rap now, but I feel like then it was the cool thing to do. Like now it's just kind of like, oh, they're over here and we're, we're over, over here. here. But then it was like, this is all that it is. Like we have to speak out. We have to say something and this is how we're going to get our blackness across. Yes. So I feel like. Well said. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like that was, you know, um, kind of the start of the conscious rap. Yeah. Being mainstream because we had your own TV raps and then we got into, you know, we were able to see things that were going on in the West Coast and how they were, you know, internalizing and putting their own West Coast spin on hip hop. Like they had their own thing. And so with like MT your own TV raps and TV were able to see like, oh, like this. Yeah, we're doing this too. Exactly. Like we all like, you know, we have our own thing. So I used to like love like watching um MTV and like just yeah. seeing how these other people live on the other side of the country. Like oh. that's so true. Yeah, it was cool. So TV shows started to really connect in us. They did. Yeah. Then we get on into the nineties. Yes. With the gangster rap. Oh my God. <laughs> the nineties gave us Tupac, who would have been forty seven this past yes, Saturday. Yeah. Happy birthday, For those Tupac. of you who are following us, you saw that we posted in honor of Pac this weekend. And Kendrick just turned thirty one too. He did. Yeah. Yesterday. I think it was yesterday. King Kendrick. Yes, I love him. I so love much. him too. <laughs> um, let's see. The nineties gave us it, everything. Think about I, girl, it. SWV. The nineties was the best. Mary J. Blige, Jay Z, Biggie, the um, Rebirth of Slick came out in mm-hmm. um, in the nineties. Little Kim. We got Aaliyah, Timbaland, Missy. Yeah, Missy. Yeah, we got Missy. We had. Um, like uh brandy monica yes all that type of stuff we got um actually we got hip-hop gospel in the 90s kurt franklin came out with stomp yeah we did um love the song love or whatever and we got a little oh crucial conflict we got bone thugs and harmony bone thugs and harmony and i think we got to see a little bit more of i think once people saw that the like the the meshing with the R&B singers and the rapper that that became that, a thing that became a thing and it has never stopped <laughs> and since. it hasn't stopped since you got it down to the point to where the rappers don't even need singers because they're singing all the songs you right. know I remember when 50 Cent became popular and he dogged Ja Rule for singing now every rapper sings on every song yep Aubrey's famous for it and I'm just like but y'all just basically just Crushed Ja Rule's career for this. And I liked Ja Rule. I, do. I did, too. I, I thought said, I was going to be in Merlin. I love Charlie Baltimore. You cannot real. tell me that I wasn't going to be <laughs> When I hear Murder, Inc. songs, I just get so disappointed now. Because at the time, when you're, like, in it, like, I was just thinking, okay, they're beefing. But now, in my adulthood, I'm like, why did they have to shut Murder, Inc. down right. like that? Like, everybody was making hits. Why yeah. couldn't y'all just leave them alone? We had Luke. Oh, you know, the '90s brought Luke. Yeah, the Dirty South flow. Um, like we we established ourselves in the '90s. When was Nelly? Was Nelly in the '90s or the early 2000s? He's early 2000s, but I don't consider him Southern. St. Louis. He's Midwest. Yeah, but still, no. his music. He ain't with us. I'm just talking <laughs> about. Music. I mean, he with us, but he ain't from the South. I'm um, talking about like you know, like Luke, and we got Outkast. Got you. You know, people like that, like from the actual Scarface, yeah, UGK, those types of people. 
Now, Ghetto Boys. What else? Definitely UGK. I'm, I was definitely going to mention them. The 90s. Okay, let me back up a little bit. So, we got a little bit of Neo Soul in the 90s, too. We did. Um, not, not more than I thought, like... I think Music Soul Child had come out with something at late 90s, and mm-hmm. Erica Badu had too. But the rest of the artists, like Jill Scott mm-hmm. and um, Kendrick, like even Kendrick, India, Ari, all of those were in the 2000s. They were. So um, the 90s also gave us R&B, which we talked about a little earlier. Another Bad Creation, Criss Cross. New I Jack forgot. Swing. Yep, Immature, Silk. Brownstone, Usher, remember Usher came out twice, once as a kid and then again, like in segueing into adulthood, Boys to Men was in the 90s, Mariah Carey, Drew Hill, mm-hmm, Wu-Tang was in the 90s, Drew Hill, my God, 112, yeah. Yeah. when we start talking about boy bands, um, Black Street, Cash Money Records um, no limit. was in the 2000s, Sierra, Destiny's Child, Neo, yeah. Soul for real, seven oh two. It was just so many. It's way too many. Jodeci, home team. I always forget home team. Yeah. Um. I think Neo Soul was like one of my favorites. It it like. I feel like when I first heard like Erica Badu, and not so much like, and I'm not saying that I don't like her because I love her, Mm -hmm. but I feel like. Jill Scott was more of an it was more for an adult, adult. Mm-hmm. ear when I was younger. Yeah, like okay. her entire like okay. like when Jill Scott came out, I probably wouldn't have sat there like this entire like the songs that came out on the radio. Yeah, it took me to being older to go you know a little bit older. Like I'm not even gonna lie, probably like college age. Yeah, to go back to listen to who was Jill Scott and be like, oh shit, like she was talking pure shit. Like yeah. you know, but I wouldn't have caught that. Like, I could, like, you know, because Erica Badu was more of, because she was a rapper. Yeah. So, it was she, more of a... Relatable. Yeah, and more of, like, a flow, like, easy to catch on to, mm-hmm. you know. It was more... Like, she was different. It made you interested, yeah. but you could still relate to her. Exactly. So, it took me a little while to to catch on to Jill, but mm-hmm. I, I eventually caught on. Um, who else was... Oh, and Music Soul Child. Music Soul Child's... First album, I swear, like, it got me through, like, my emo teenage years. Yeah. It really did. Well, I feel that way about, I know he's not black, but between um, Erica and Eminem, I feel like they got me through. And, um, 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 dang, what's the girl's name? She used to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. Christina Aguilera? Yeah, how did you know I wasn't talking about Britney Spears? Because Britney Spears wasn't that deep. Okay, yes, Christina Aguilera. Those three people got me through my emo teenage years. Music, Soul Child, got me through my emo years. That first album, I Just Want to Sing, got me through a lot. It's a good album. And Maya's The Fear of Flying got me through a lot, too. See, I'm telling you. The Fear of Flying was a good album. Maya Maya just had an album that came out like a couple months ago that's banging. Why she still looks so good? Because she's completely vegan. She is completely she won't even date men who are not vegan she's serious about it girl i love it so the so music was music was good i also want to take time to shout out people who are like one hit wonders but their songs have like changed our lives forever mm-hmm. and one song that they were one hit wonder but the song and the remix were is just so popping that i still like go off today and that is 
Shorty swing my way by KP Envy. Me too. I think everybody does. If you put that song remix. on and the remix too. Yes, that song, my boo by Ghost good, Town um, DJ. Enough, good enough for me. That song. Um. Oh yeah, my boo. Yeah, my yes. boo. The song by um, Lathan. Freak it. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that song. I can freak it in the morning. Yep. That's like. But where else did you hear from him again? Like, you never heard from never. him Never. Also, whoever sings Splack of Belly? Splack of Belly was the jam. Splack of Belly is a good song. <laughs> Dang, man. Splack of Belly was the ish. So there were all of these, like, little songs that came out that it was, like, these one-hit wonder type people, but they made an impact. Like, I'll never forget some of those songs. And this was in the 2000s. Um... Sunshine Anderson wasn't a one-hit wonder, but she's got, like, well, what? Envy wasn't, but... Two or three, maybe, but still. special. Who? Sunshine Anderson. I think she just, like, two songs. Yeah, but I still want to mention But there's her. a classic, from North Carolina, yeah. yeah. Petey Pablo. Don't do Petey like that. I was in a car with somebody, and it was a Petey Pablo song that we played, and they did not know it. And I'm like, you cannot be from North Carolina if you don't right. know this song. Right. How but, don't you know this song? Like, everybody knows this song if you're from North Carolina. Or South Carolina, it's Petey Pablo. People who don't live in the Carolinas know Petey Pablo because he's also a writer, so they know. I like Petey Pablo. Even though he made us look wild as hell on Drumline, I was low-key embarrassed. Really? When he had them rollers in his hair, he was out there growling like the Cookie Monster. Yeah, I was like, Petey, what are you doing? (laughs) He didn't write that into the story. They did. Well, (laughs) you could have said no. And you could have took them rollers out your head. Looking like you showed up on after school to get your child and give him a whooping. <laughs> you, all he needed was a house going house shoes and he would have been right on cue. Let Petey, let people enjoy things. I was just like, Petey. And it, but at the time... You were personally embarrassed by Petey Pablo. I was just like, he making us look crazy. Like, when I first watched it, it didn't really bother me. But then, you know how you go back and you watch movies. I was just like, this dude was really tripping at the end of this movie. And so, it was like a joke in our house. Like, we would fast forward to the end mm-hmm. and just look at him look crazy <laughs> at the end. Like, what was he doing? I say I like Petey so much he can do whatever he wants to. Yeah. Shout we, out to you, Petey. I like Petey, but I'm going to ride with J. Cole. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good little rundown. I think we did a great job in a short amount of time. Yes. But one thing we did not really talk about is how basically all of our music all of the music that we know and love comes from us even even country we didn't even we yeah, didn't touch yeah we on didn't that. touch on country but we had a huge hand in that too mm-hmm. so um i just wish that we would be a little more vocal and protective over our spaces and our traditions and our music and the things that we create like and i know i could be older you know, it might be the old, I'm turning to the old auntie, but there's a song that's out now that really just rubs me the wrong way. And because they, of the artist or? No, it's just because of the context of the song. And I know I'm being nitpicky. Okay. But it's a song, the Freaky Friday song by Lil Dicky. Uh-huh. With um, Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. And I mean, I know that it's Chris Brown saying it. Oh, because but he it's said, supposed can I say the N-word? And then he said, oh, I'm a light, I woke up, I'm a light-skinned black. Like, nobody else finds anything wrong with him saying that? I didn't like that part. I don't like that. I think I think that, um, I don't and I know, know. I, I had, had a hard time. No, no, no. I, I, I had a hard time with it because, you, like you said, Chris Brown is saying the words. But I, I get the implication that it's supposed to be Little Dicky. Right. 
And that makes me feel some kind of way. I don't like it. I thought about it the other day, and, and it just made me wonder, though, like, who wrote, who wrote, like, did Chris Brown write the whole song? I'm going to have to go look. Okay, because I just wanted to know, and if y'all listening, if you want to at us and say what you feel about it, I just feel like, because it's supposed to be a white, it's supposed to be Lil Dicky in Chris Brown's body. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, oh, I can say the N-word, what's up, my nigga, 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 like, I mean, it's Chris Brown saying it, but do you also feel like maybe that's his way? Like, say Chris Brown wrote that. Is that Chris Brown's way of saying like white people be wanting to say it all the time? They just don't because they can't. And it could be, but I just don't like it. Hmm. And I don't like when he says something. But I woke up a light skinned black. Yeah, that was that. I I don't like that part more than I don't like the what up my nigga. Yeah, what up my nigga? Because <laughs> because my thoughts were. That Chris Brown and I could be overthinking it, you know, or trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know, um, but my th- initial thoughts were that he was trying to say that. Well, that makes more sense now that you explained it. So I don't know. But, we gotta ask Chris Brown. But this, I don't like that. I was just like, stop, quit, quit, cut it out, cut it you out. Need to you need cut, cut it, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> we didn't mention NWA. No, we didn't mention a lot. We didn't. We can't mention no. everybody because we love music so much. Like, we'll be here all night, but there are a lot of honorable mentions that we'll get to at some point. Right. Um, I do like that, for the most part, um, music, it really is the a sign of, like, the times. Mm-hmm. And I love it best when artists take an opportunity to send a message through their music. And a lot of artists that we've mentioned today, especially when we got into the discussion about um, race music or mm-hmm. like civil rights music or say it loud. Hey, I'm, I'm black and I'm proud. That <laughs> 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 they were able to convey some of the most important messages, and that it's solidified. It's you know, it's, it's timeless, and we'll always be able to go back and hear it. And it always are long gone. When I hear a certain song, it just like puts me right back right in that spot yeah to where I was yeah sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but it's awesome when it's good and I think that's the beauty of music and song the way it can evoke emotions Mm -hmm. and feelings about whatever it is that the topic is about so I think that's why I'm so emo with music people who (laughs) really love music who break down music whether it's lyrics production etc um, tend to be the right brain users and tend to be the creatives of the world. And I feel like I just run myself down a rabbit hole every time. Up some of this stuff. Every single like, why time. Why do I even care? Like, why am I even. <laughs> nobody else is looking at this but me. But it's there for you. <sighs> I guess. So, anyway, guys, hopefully we jogged your memories. There are a ton of people that we didn't get to, um, but you get the gist. So, B, before we wrap the show up today, I want to know, what inspired you this week? Or what did you find funny? Um, so, this week, for some reason, I kept coming across videos of Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know why, like, I've, I've watched her Red Table Talk, and then I've seen an interview with her on Sway in the Morning. Mm-hmm. And two things inspired me the one thing that inspired me with the red table talk was her her mom willow and one of willow's friends all sat down and had 
a conversation about sex. Yeah. And I just thought that it was inspiring that Jada was so open with Willow to tell her, like, good sex is not bad. You're, it's supposed, You're supposed to be to enjoy good. It. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with you with that feeling good to you because I feel like, especially as black women, we're taught, be a good girl. You ain't supposed to be doing that. And, you know, you want to wait. And, you know, but she was just like, that's, that's what, what it's there. for. That's what it's mm-hmm. there for. And she's very open about her sexuality with her daughter. And I think that makes her more mindful of her body yep. and the power that comes with that. Because with, a lot of times we're raised to in a way that makes us ashamed. Exactly. And then, and when people and when girls specifically are ashamed of their bodies, if they're ever put in scenarios with men who you know, are manipulating or convincing, they're more likely to allow people to take advantage of them mm-hmm. than if they do harness that power long before they're put in that situation yeah. where they can say, uh, yeah, nah. Yeah. And, and it was just the generational differences between even like Jada and her mom, because Jada's mom was talking about how she's been married four times and she's always had a problem with sex. Mm-hmm. And like she was saying that one of her husbands was like, you might need to go to therapy about mm-hmm. this because she's she was like basically saying that she was told at a young age, like good girls don't like sex. Mm-hmm. So she just always thought that she was not it was not for her. She wasn't supposed to like yeah. it, which freaking sucks. Right. So I just thought that that was inspiring to hear well to see these three generations having these totally different perspectives right. on sex and you know, about taking your power back as a woman in that regard. The second thing that inspired me about Jada was somebody was asking her about indiscretions in marriage and how do you move past it and X, Y, Z. And basically, she said something that I kind of thought about in my head, but I just didn't really have the verbiage to put it into words. But basically, whenever you're in a relationship, whether it's good, bad, really in that relationship you're learning more about yourself than you are about that you know it's more for you true it it, because it puts a mirror up to the things that you might not normally recognize or want to even address because somebody else is seeing it in you and is steadily challenging you like what are you doing like why are you doing that you may not even realize that you're doing it so um that really inspired me and and two she she talked about how everyone comes to relationships with their own baggage their own traumas Everybody does. Nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, finding that person that's willing to acknowledge those, you know, flaws and that baggage and to work and to move past it with you. Because she was like, you know, we fall in love with the goddess of a woman and, you know, the God and a man and the, their body and this and that. But then when all that goes away, you got to deal with the human. You got to deal with the human. It's just like, oh, no, this ain't what I, this ain't what I thought this was, but we all have that we all have that inner part that only your soulmate really gets to see and help you work on that's right so that really inspired me and i don't know why i just kept on running into jada and i was like okay so she must want me to talk about her right. hey jada <laughs> call me <girl. laughs> call me boo so yeah that's what inspired me today nothing too funny besides beyonce being shady to bill cosby but that was it that was funny too that was it okay i like what it. about you well several things um but since you mentioned Jada and, and the talk with Willow and everything, there was a video that Will posted 
um, with Willow a little bit younger. It was the night before or the day of her first ballet um, class. Mm -hmm. And in the post, he was basically just saying she was so nervous that she tried to cancel the night before. But then in this video, this child is like a natural. So she's doing things and, and the instructor is talking about the stuff that they worked on. And I can't remember verbatim what he said mm -hmm. or what she said when he asked her, like, okay, so what's the lesson that you learn the next time you're afraid? But it was something like, you know, just do it or whatever. And she was, so, I don't know if you remember what Willow, I think she's gorgeous now. But I don't know if you remember how cute she was when she was little. Because she did look like a little girl wheel. Mm-hmm. She does. She did. She still does. And um, I don't know. I, I saw that and I just wailed. Like, it was so beautiful. It was so sweet. So, that and then, you know, I love um, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they're always with the shits. And so, it was the <laughs> orange one's birthday. And Chrissy, they right. both did something this week, right? Mm -hmm. So Chrissy, uh, let me back 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 a little bit. The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is one organization that I do donate to mm -hmm. on a regular basis because you know they're basically here for civil rights, um, yes. the rights of, of humans. And um, Chrissy posted earlier this week and she said John and I are outraged to see and hear the horror stories of immigrant families we talked about this earlier seeking asylum and refuge in America being ripped apart due to the inhumane policies of the Trump administration these actions are cruel anti-family and go against everything we believe this country should represent the ACLU is committed to defending the rights of hum humanity and defending the rights and humanity of these vulnerable families in addition to fighting for immigrants' rights, they're advocating for reproductive rights, voting mm -hmm. rights, criminal justice reform, LGBT rights, First Amendment rights, and holding the Trump administration accountable whenever possible. The president celebrates his 72nd birthday today. On this auspicious occasion, in order to make Trump's birthday great again, each, <laughs> each member of our family has donated $72,000 to the American Civil Liberties Union. If you would like to donate $7.20, $72, or whatever you would like to the ACLU in honor of this blessed day, please go to www.aclu.org slash 72. Love, Chrissy, John, Luna, and Miles. And then the post just said, happy birthday. <laughs> so that, and then Father's Day came, and Paul Ryan, Mm-hmm. Posted a picture of him and his kids. He said, life changed the day I became a father. Lisa, Charlie, and Sam are my highest priority. Wishing all of the dads out there a happy early Father's Day. And John Legend said, seriously, fuck you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Reunite the families at the border and we can talk about Father's Day. And then his, um, his post was like, I had time today. So um, I just found all of those inspiring. And the latter of the three, uh, two of the latter funny awesome they all i just can't imagine what these kids don't be saying me neither did but you see the commercial what commercial so there was a pampers commercial with john legend really so apparently he's been singing this little poopy song to luna since 
the first diaper change. Mm-hmm. And so every time he's changed her, he sings this song. Yeah. So they put it to music, and it's a Pampers commercial with him singing the song. And then they go cute. to other dads, and they're singing the song, Change of Diapers, too. That's cute. It was so cute. I was like, oh, my God, I would just die. But, yeah, it was cute. And he's singing her, singing to her while he's changing her butt, and she's, like, racking up, of course. I love it. But I, it was adorable. I imagine that their kids are going to be something like how Willow's and, uh, I mean, Will and Jada's are, like, just or or like even Blue Ivy, these parents who sing from the outside because I'm not in their household, who seem to be raising their children in a way that is disciplined but allowing them to be human beings too. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I look forward to seeing you know how the kids turn out. And did you see her in the car pumping? I did. I love that picture because John <laughs> is the one that posted it. I mean I don't know if she posted it too, but I said this girl right here is a nut. I, I love, love it though. I love them. She's just being herself, and I think that. Is the type of partner you want is somebody who just loves you being crazy. Agreed. So. And they're crazy together. Um, yeah, but that that's about it. Is there anything that you don't want the f- people to forget this week? This week? No, I don't have any church announcements. Okay. I know you do. Well, no, I was just going to say what? again, happy Juneteenth. For yes. those of you listening. It will I'm, be Juneteenth when y'all hear this. That's right. Um, uh, what else? We actually want to know how you guys celebrate, so make sure you tag us in your photos per use. Um, and by the time you talk to us or we talk to you guys again, it will be after June 21st, and that is the first day of summer. Oh my gosh, we need to have us a summer kickoff. I mean, even if Somebody it's something, need to have a cookout. Ain't gonna be me. I'm tired. I, <laughs> I mean, I'll show up for a turkey burger, but uh, I'm gonna come over, yeah. but she's not gonna throw it. Right. I'll make some punch. I make <laughs> Just good don't punch. bring that wine that you gave me the other day because I'm not grunny. y'all. I'm not going to Girl, get her honey. not one more bottle of wine will be popped. That ish if um she keeps talking junk. That ish was not the business. It was good. I Let me let's no be clear. Time. Let's be clear. Her palate wasn't ready for it. It was very good wine and it cost. Thank wee. you. It wasn't our typical Food line, Walmart, Trader Joe's. Uh-uh, because I be going to tell the one. Oh, uh, well, whatever. It won't that either. It won't. A hater gonna hate every Ooh, time. What is your good word for the good people so you can get off my back? Um, okay, so my good word for the good people, and this is something that I, I deal with, and most of the time, I think I've said this before, there are things that I deal with, so... And I always find these things and then they speak to me and then I'm just like, okay, this is it. So my good word for the good people this week is whatever pain or hurt that you've been caused, it may not be your fault, but that healing is your responsibility. That's a hard lesson. So. Man, my chest hurt just hearing it. If somebody did something to you, somebody wronged you, you didn't do your best on something, you failed at something. Even if it was no fault to your own, it's okay. What you do after that is what matters. So if you're going to hold on to the failure, if you're going to hold on to the hurt, well, mama did me this way, daddy did me this way, this boyfriend cheated on me, that's no longer their responsibility. They've done what they've done. If they say they're sorry, okay. If they don't, okay. Your progress and your moving forward is your responsibility and nobody else's, no matter what the circumstances are. Okay. So... That's all I got to say. I like it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs>
What end. is that thing that you're doing? Snap, snap. Sister to the night. I want to be the switch in your <laughs> Y'all should see how she looks, y'all. swing in the right. No, I just playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know what? I don't know if you know this, but A Wrinkle in Time um, crossed over on Father's Day um, into the $100 million mark. I watched it this weekend. Did you? But the only thing is, you know how it is with movies. It's like it went so fast, like straight to the yeah. You know, you know, in books it takes a, it, it, you have to build up, you have to describe how things. But in the movies, it's not like it's like whoop, there it is. It's like oh, we're we're you we're watched it before? Was that your first time? Yeah, my first time. Yeah. You know what? I I understand why they left it out, but you know what I didn't like? What the twins weren't in it. Yeah, no. Mm mm. Mm I got two good words. <laughs> okay. I read a post. They were both from posts. Um, oh, I do have something I don't want y'all to forget. Dang it. Okay. The first post was, um, never let anyone treat you anything less than Beyonce. And I'm okay. just going to leave it right where it is. Okay. Cause you know what that means. Um, but the other thing was a post that Diddy shared and he said, um, nobody cares. Work harder. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about. I'm going to just put it into perspective for me. Nobody cares about what Tiffany wants. Nobody. I mean, there are some people who who care, who love me. But at the end of the day, it's still, I still have to do my due, due diligence to get to wherever it is I'm trying to get. You know, if I need to go somewhere or do something or create something, that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people can aid. So, I take that as it's my responsibility to figure out the people who can help me to get there to encourage them to assist me based on their interests. Because, you know, as a general rule, most people are selfish, so they're going to want to know what's in it for them. But nobody cares. Work harder. And I think that's a good word. Good word for the good people. Mm-hmm. That was good. Thank you, girl. So was yours. Now, Superfly came out this week. I have not seen it, but it is a black movie, so... I hope that I have an opportunity to go throw my dollars at it. If you can, you do that too. Yeah, I would love to go to a matinee, though, like in the day when it's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And I chill and have the whole theater to myself. Exactly. Maybe yeah. next, maybe on Sunday. If we haven't, if neither of us have seen it by Sunday, maybe we can arrange something. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I talked to you guys a couple weeks ago about how I went to Soul Yoga at Ink and Ivy here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ink and Ivy is black owned. Soul Yoga is coming out of Durham, one of our favorite places with some people that we know. Um, and they do them in Charlotte right now. So they're having one on Saturday, June the 23rd. If you guys are interested, it's going to be at Ink and Ivy. Um, the address is actually 222 South Church Street in Charlotte. And you can kind of just either go to Official Soul Yoga on Instagram, and they have a link in their bio, or you can Google it, and it pops up as well. Gotcha. Um, so that's something I don't want you guys to miss out on if you have an opportunity, because I had such a good time, and we can be out there together listening to excellent music. Last time, DJ Fannie Mae was the DJ. This time, I don't know who's going to be out there, um, but we can get our workout on early on a Saturday morning and progress through the day. Gotcha. Anything else, B? Nope. That's pretty much it. All right. As a call to action, we want to know how are you kicking off your summer? How did you celebrate your Juneteenth? If you enjoyed Father's Day, hit us up about any of those things. You know you can contact us on social media. Find us on IG, 
Twitter and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. On SoundCloud, we're on Google Play and iTunes. You can always leave us a review. Or you can email us at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. We love you guys. I am a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And we'll talk to you next week. We out. Yeah.